Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen and Town. My name is Dave Gregory. Here's what we got coming up today. We bring back another away point from our tremendous away form this season. As a 1 1 draw wrapped up our scheduled league away games, with Luton only failing to take points from just four away games this season. Amazing. We're going to talk about how we got on at Blackburn this, this uh, yesterday. And also, we're guaranteed third position. This also means we've also improved year on year since we got back in the league every single season. We're going to ask, when we analyse this, which of the players have had the biggest influence in the team for you over those years? We've got your three-word reviews and much, much more. With me, as usual, is Steve and Bataro. Good evening, lads. How are you going? Evening, Dave. Yeah, very good, mate. Very good indeed. So, watched the game last night. Obviously, I I was at Blackburn. Um, I don't know what to. I don't know how to start. I don't know what did you think of what did you think of the game, Batari? I thought it was a very, very well. First off, especially end to end, I thought, like, see Blackburn, they clearly wanted the points, needed the points, and uh, we just went about our business as normal. I thought, Steve, did you sit there and and wonder, was you in, was you worried about the game? Did you just did you have your your eyes in the wrong place? If you know what I mean? Uh, no, you're, you're, you're one behind your hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had. No concerns at all. Um, I mean, it was an important game for us. They had to get something. They had to uh, win. And I, I just felt that we were comfortable, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't I didn't see that we were under any sort of problems. You know, again, they had uh, more of the possession, but, you know, we're perfectly happy with that. Yeah, no, very, very comfortable. I know we'll get on to it, but I've, I've done some notes, and they're nearly all about Amari Bell. I love the fact that you do notes when you're watching the game. That's I because that. I, that's because I'm sad. No, well, I fair, wouldn't say that. It's more professional. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that that will wear off. That will go. I mean, at the stadium itself, you know, for those of us that travelled up for a, a not, you know, a nothing game really for us. You know, I think it's all about momentum. I think Rob Edwards said that in his post match too. It's about the momentum. Do you feel it's time to rest players for the whole match, or should we just carry on? No, I think carry on. You can't get to that absolute 100% when you don't need the points, when your position isn't going to change. You know, you, you can do all you want with regards to, um, like, the physical stuff, but that mental edge, you I, I don't believe that you can be 100% on it when there's nothing really riding on it for you. I mean, but you, you look how desperate Blackburn were, and we were just not going through our paces. We were trying but they, they still couldn't beat us. I'd be delighted if we got yeah. them in the playoffs. Yeah, to be fair, like you say, <clears throat> I feel like, I think Rob Edwards said yesterday, I think he said it was uh, third gear the whole way, wasn't it, pretty mm. much? He said stuck yeah. in third gear, can get out of it, can get... Uh, excuse me. It's motivation, but, um, isn't it? It's motivation when you're <coughs> in that position. Do you think we were motivated enough last night, or do you think we, they're thinking, well, I don't want to get myself injured because I know we've got uh, two really, really well, big no, games coming I, I didn't see anyone ducking out of any challenges no. at all. There was a few... Quite crunching challenges yeah. going as well, weren't there? If if we needed to have won that game, we would have done, but yeah. we didn't need to. 
And so, I think there's just that little edge that naturally gets taken away from you, you know. And we got a couple of players got some um, more minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got through the game uh, relatively unscathed from what I can yes, make out. Yeah. So. Just, just perfect, really. I think the main name. Sorry, before we get on, I thought the main name for us yesterday was keep the unbeaten streak going. I think that was yeah. that was key. That was all we had to do. I think going one nil up, I think the players then relaxed a little bit more. Obviously, players coming in to get minutes in their legs and whatever else. And obviously, so Rob Edwards only lost one away game in his tenure, and that was the first game. The he very up. first game, uh, yeah. You know, that's a bit of a shame. But uh, we look about when you look at our record away and think we've only lost to four teams. Mm. Uh, incredible, or is it five? No, it's four, isn't it? It's Bristol, Stoke, um, Watford and Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine if we'd turn those ones around. <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at the, uh, the the game last night then. Blackburn won, Luton Town won. Um, we had two changes from the Borough game, Clark and Berry for Campbell and Pelly. Um, and I thought, you know, I think... When we started the game, I, again, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried there. Um, and it was sort of like a bit indifferent for, for us at times. I don't think we played super well in the first half. Would you agree with that, Steve? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I'll just go back to what I said, though, mate. And that's, you know, because we didn't have to, there wasn't that edge, that desperate need to achieve. I think that, you know, just a little bit of the edge came off. But we'd done everything that was asked of us. You know, we sort of held them at bay really quite easily to be honest with you. I don't know, they missed one set of a left footed shot that Pickering that, I think yeah, wasn't it yeah lad, lad pulled it wide that was awful but no I, I think in that position we've you know Middlesbrough they're struggling you know all, all the teams that are around there you know they're they're, they're struggling they're, they're not scoring freely they're making mistakes and you know if the worst that we are is a little fraction of mm. 100% then you know I, th- I still think we're doing better than than those teams to be honest with so you. Yeah. Blackburn's record before the game wasn't that good. I don't think they'd no. uh, won in m- m- maybe eight games. Yeah, I think it's like seven that. or eight games. Seven or eight games with a negative so, goal difference as well, I believe. Um, I think they're on minus. No, they're on about yeah minus two, aren't they? Something, something like that. Yeah, minus two. Like um, so they're not scoring goals. No. So you go there with the right attitude. You think we're not going to lose this, but um, like you say, Pickering had probably the best chance of the first half. Um, yeah. I, but I can't overly remember uh, Horvath have to make any tremendous saves first half. I mean, oh. For all their possession, for all their sideways back was pretty was football. straight at him as well, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think they've really only got sort of Bradley Dack that, you know, has been a, a frequent goal mm-hmm. scorer. I mean, uh, Brereton Diaz last season, he was good. Not up to it this season. He signed a pre-contract yeah. agreement. So, you know, he's not 100% committed to him. So I think Blackburn are in a bit of a poor position in that regard, but yeah, I just don't see that they've got goals in them. To be honest with you, it's so going to come back to bites on the backside, eh? If we do get them in the playoffs, it won't. Well, I don't think nah, so. Nah, it should be, we should be fine. Um, Jacob has just reminded us that Amari Bell was having the performance of his life with uh, brilliant defending. He's some player, isn't he, Amari yeah. Bell? Isn't that amazing that um, some of his previous clubs fans wrote him off when he came mm-hmm. to us? Mm. I. To start with, when we were um, playing a four earlier on in the season and last season, you know, there was um, uh, there was a, a mistake in him. But 
I think more than anything, I think the, the, the three centre-halves that we're doing now, I think suits him absolutely yeah, yeah. perfectly. But also, I think his intensity and his concentration is just gone up a level as well. I mean, uh, the, the Blackburn game, uh, 18th minute, lovely covering from Bell to stop uh, Brereton Diaz. 35th minute, Bell again, lovely tackle and uh, run up the wing, laid it off. Mm-hmm. 37th minute, dangerous pass uh, to, to Bradley, and he cut it out. And then 63rd minute, Bell, critical deflection, save a goal, celebrated it yes, as if he'd yeah. scored it. You know, brilliant, just brilliant. I feel like Amari Bell as well, since he's gone into, obviously, a back three on the left-hand side of it. Excuse me, I've got something dodgy wrong my throat today. Um, I feel like he's got more freedom now to, almost like you know how Naismith had last season. Mm. Like, you know, a midfielder can drop in, the whole midfielder, can, like the camera, for example, will drop in that space. Yeah. Bell will charge forward. I think at one point he went, I think he, he took on two uh, players yeah. and he beat them both, didn't he, for pace and power and whatever else. Yeah. And the guy is just phenomenal. He knows what his job is. He knows not to go too far at the pitch. He knows not to trap, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't go and express himself too much yeah he's, he's not, he's not got gun ho with it you yeah, know he knows what he can do he knows that uh, Nakamba or someone is going to uh, you know mm-hmm. slot into that gap but yeah I, I, you know again I just think his intensity levels and his concentration yes. is just just up a level brilliant do you, do you also think he's benefited from being with the multi-million pound player Nakamba in the team as well do you think everyone yeah. has to be fair everyone has I think he makes everyone look a lot better than he as well but look it's not taking nothing away from any of the players that we've got No, not they've all had a great season I think you're on average probably getting seven out of tens every week for most of them. So, well, I, I, th- I, I thought Blackburn continue. was actually one of um, Nakamba's quieter games. Didn't do anything wrong, but you know, in previous games, yeah. you, you've just thought, "Crikey, how can you look past this guy?" He was just uh, like a, a mere normal yeah, human yeah. being. I think there's a, there's <laughs> a, I think a five minutes. Well, yeah, not a robot. Yeah, idea. someone's had his kryptonite <laughs> off him. He's just a normal man. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think there was a five minute spell. I think in uh, the first half where he cut out about three. In the, there was three interceptions. I think in about five minutes, and that was pretty much all yeah. he had to really do. That was a. I say all he had to do is a bit disrespectful to him. He he done everything asked of him, yes, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So Incredible. we get to half time nil nil, and, and do you know what? I sit there and think about it. I can't really say that I was too enamoured by the first half. I think we no. did. I think we did a good job. But we come out mm-hmm. second half, all guns blazing, and uh, obviously, hopefully, Rob Edwards said something to the team to just push up that notch a little notch further. Like you said earlier, I think we was on a bit of the cruise control, Patare. Uh, and then we got the opening goal from uh, Lockyer. Yes. Again. Yeah. And what an assist from Morris as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, cross with his wrong foot. Mm-hmm. And I think they were saying on Sky Sports after the after the game and doing the analysis, I think they said something along the lines of, oh, you know, uh, the defenders were probably, they sorry, they were thinking he probably should have laid it off until they saw the cross go in the box. Yeah. And the defenders, they maybe it was poor defending, I don't know. They, didn't, they haven't tracked him. It's just almost his brain works a split second quicker than the others. There, there was um, a central a central defender mm-hmm. right with him. Yeah, yeah. But sort of like, there was only yeah. one person that was going to win that. And if he didn't, then uh, Bradley was immediately behind him as well. But Lockyer just was just too strong for him. And yeah. and you know, he, he didn't. It wasn't a bullet header. He sort of just let the cross come onto him, and he sort of just guided it down into the corner again. Yeah, just fair, really strong. I think like, I feel like Sonny as well. Give him a little nudge in the back, and he pushing <laughs> yeah. towards the ball, which helped as well. But yeah, now a brilliant header, brilliant goal, great assist, everything all round brilliant. Do you think that? I mean, obviously Lockyer's made the championship team of the season, which thoroughly deserved. But do you think other supporters of other clubs, and, and in fact? probably management of other clubs, just overlook him sometimes. I get the feeling sometimes they, they just think, oh, it's good. 
Yeah, well, I know it's good, but do you not think that they may overlook what he's done and how he's been for Luton Town? Maybe before this season, yes, but maybe after this season, not a chance. I think they're going to look at this player and they're going to go, this guy's got something about him. He's pure passion and commitment. Everything about him, we're not saying that, you know, he's he's a Virgil van Dijk. He's not like that kind of... Do you know what I'm saying? He's not like a £75 million, technically amazing, best player you've ever seen on the ball kind of thing. But what he is... He's got more desire, more hunger than most defenders to get that ball back. He, he's he's one of these characters that defines Luton's character. Yes. You know, the two are in sync. And I think that's why it works so well. Yeah, yeah you're not going to see him charge down the, with the ball and play it out from the back all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? He's going to play simple, but he wins the ball every single time. It, it, I don't understand it. The guy, you look at him, he's not really... He's not the biggest defender in the no, world, is he? No, he isn't. What was is he, six foot, six foot one? All right, people might go, oh, I'm only five foot eight <coughs> or whatever, but... <laughs> but I'm six foot wide. <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, after the opening goal, though, um, we could have gone 2-0 up with uh, uh, Sonny, your best friend's mm. uh, a, a attempt at hit the crossbar. Yeah, I mean, look, Sonny didn't have the best of games yesterday, but I feel like he's... I feel like I feel a bit sorry for him. To be fair, I think there's people bashing him all over Twitter as well. I don't know if you boys have seen it. No, bit, bit out of order. <laughs> Some scapegoating going on again, but it happened to our show back in the day. So I mean, look. Do you, do you think Sonny is just a bit agitated in himself? Do you think he's probably fighting with his form and and what he wants from himself? So maybe he's putting himself under a bit too much pressure and um, doing things that he wouldn't normally do. Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. And obviously, I know obviously the thing is like the speed and whatever else. And I know people say, you know, he's not quick enough, he's not mobile enough, but whatever else. But he's been consistent. I in feel the past. like he was, he was, yeah, no, he was very consistent. Very consistent. And I, I'm a, it's like you say, everyone knows, there's no secret, I'm a massive fan of Sonny. But what I feel, I feel a bit sorry for him. He's been out for seven months with, with quite a severe yeah, injury. Well, that's it. That's yeah, it, it, it was it? seven months, wasn't it? Something like that. A yeah. long time. Long time. Severe injury. He's come back and he's still finding form. He's, he's played, what, five games, six games since he's come back? Yeah, I mean, that header as well, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, he, he, he got it nice and clean. You know, it, it hung hit, up on the air, though. Yeah, I well mean, it hit the bar. I mean, yeah. he'll be disappointed, but, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong with it. No, no, no of course. He was there to make the opportunity. Yeah, and, but... And, yeah. and that would have absolutely topped off our, our, yeah. our waste season. And it was slightly behind him as well, I felt. Like, it was almost like the ball, like... Obviously, when the ball gets headed back, for, I think Morris, wasn't it? Morris heads the ball back. There's not much pace on the ball. He just like mm. lobs over kind of thing. Yeah. And he's got to generate the power himself. So yeah. but, nah, we can't criticise him for that. I'm not. But maybe maybe in the game there was a few you know, criticisms of what he did, but he also made up for it with a, with a great block. So, uh, Well, due to the amount of alcohol I drank last night whilst I was at the game... Um, you don't remember I, none of this, do you? <laughs> no. I, um, I literally didn't realise how late Blackburn scored. Um, 86, was it? Yeah, 86, 87, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was like almost a free head, wasn't it? Pe- Pelly was there, but I think the guy just got a run on him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pelly tried to make it difficult by sort of sort of jumping sort of in into him, but, you know. And, and yeah. I think that was the loudest we heard Blackburn fans all night when, when they scored that goal. Um, I was a little bit disappointed, if I'm honest, that we conceded. We should have hopefully seen the game out. You know, maybe that's because... I want Luton to win every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's only a you know natural uh, thing that you want, isn't it? But I did like um, how disappointed Horvath was and a couple uh, yeah, of the other I defenders. You know, that, you yeah. could see they were really naffed off about it. 
in a relatively meaningless game for us, but but they wanted their clean sheet. Some so records as well. It, chased, you know, it's, it's a good sign. And you, you said a couple of minutes ago it would have rounded off a good away season. I think there's one or two more that will round it off. See, I saw something, I saw something yeah, crazy. I agree with that on the stats oh. last night. I think um, was it Dean Henderson? Was he playing for Sheffield United back about well, how many years? A few years back. And I feel like I think Horvath was two behind him out of clean sheets. Okay, as right. they won the league or something, and. I'll be honest, that's the only thing that I feel a bit gutted for them is because the fact that you, you can see late on you don't get your is it 21st clean sheet of the season or 20th clean sheet, whatever it is. But he's still, yeah. got, he's still got another one. Yeah, and, and, and Lock... And lock, then playoffs, mate. So, yeah. Well, the playoffs today. Yeah, but Lock here said so. himself, he said he'd be not, not interested in the, in the individual accolades. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it's about the team, the, work, yeah, the, the yeah. team ones. They're the ones that matter. And then given it was such a late equaliser, then Blackburn had a glorious, glorious chance to what just shortly afterwards where they... Thundered the hit the crossbar at that point where we worried still, or were we just thinking, ah, it's a bit of luck? I don't mind people volley from 25, 30 yards out, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I mean it, was a de- it was a decent effort, yeah. but you know, I, I didn't think he'd done an awful lot during the game. What's in it? Smodich? Yeah, Smodic, I, d- yeah. I, d- I didn't think he'd done a lot during the game, to be honest with you. It, it was a decent effort, yeah. When you when you think about that, it's a brilliant point. You mm. think about other waveform, we t- touched on it earlier. Have you got the favourite away game that you've been to this season at all? <laughs> I've not been to many, to be fair. The next one. Okay, the next one. <laughs> Who's that going to be against, Steve? <sighs> it's going to be Millwall, isn't it? Yeah. I think Millwall or Sunderland is probably the most likely. Sunderland would be nice, wouldn't it, for the weekend away, to be fair. I wouldn't go with you. I didn't say you, did I? <laughs> I was. Th- There's we, we, no way I'm sharing. I was saying I'm you, Steve. Anyway, you fair, mate. I mean, the the thing You're about this, tell me what you were like. Sorry, can't come down. Take your time. <laughs> the thing about the last games, though, are that everyone's playing each other. Mm. Borough, Coventry, Millwall, Blackburn. You know. Yeah, but Borough got nothing to play for. Well, they, well, you know what? This is. I think this is the wrong logic. I think the wrong logic for Middlesbrough. We're resting players. We're not putting our first team out. Whereas Rob Edwards is putting the team out, going, "I want to keep the momentum." Yeah. Borough saying we want to rest our players so they'll be fresher. I don't think that's the right tactic. No, because you can't just turn it back on again. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work that way. Um, they had a player sent off against Rotherham as well, so that, that wouldn't have been planned for. So just little things like that. You know, I think we are doing it exactly the right way. You know, we haven't got a, a, a fixture pile up, so we you know we can do that. But yeah, um, you know, but, but Borough are fourth regardless. So yeah. again, it's not going to mean a hundred percent to them. So I think Coventry uh, will win that one. In which case, Borough will play Coventry, mm-hmm. and then we have. I'm I'm hoping that Blackburn turn over Millwall, generally. Yeah, but n- neither yeah. of those teams have got a lot of goals in them recently. No, but you see, if Blackburn turn, I'd be, I'd be more confident going to Blackburn than I would be going to Millwall. I think we're too alike as we play. Yeah. Oh, if if we. Had to win at Blackburn over the weekend, we would have done. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I really am convinced of that. So out of those teams, though, so you're going to say that uh, Coventry will end up with with Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. So I can't. Uh, I can't see Blackburn beating Millwall. So Millwall, West Brom, or Blackburn. Out of those three, who's your favourite to play? Blackburn. Blackburn. Out of those, one I want to avoid the most is probably. Genuinely, Millwall. Yeah, be- I don't know about West Brom. I don't know, you know, whether I'm worried about playing them. Well, the, again, they say, they seem to be struggling again, don't they? 
you know, they they had that period of where they mm-hmm. flew up, got right onto the, uh, the the noses of the playoffs, and then they've struggled again. So the only thing know. is West Brom, they've got a lot of individual talent. I know it's a team game, whatever else, before you say anything, but the only thing with West Brom, when they do turn it on, they really turn it on, and they look very, very good. They, I mean, they look at their squad, for, it's crazy good. I, I know they're not obviously performing to the heights, but since, uh, is it Corbrand's come in? He's done a great job, realistically. I mean, he took from pretty much the bottom of the championship to mm. him with a shout of a playoff place. And they never thought they'd be there six months ago. True. Because Mill haven't got a lot of goals in them, and again, this isn't tempting fate, so it's not it's not our fault if they put four or five past us. But I don't think they've got a lot of goals in them. I think I think over the two legs we would do them. Well, we haven't got much longer to wait for the, for those games. It's quite exciting. I, I didn't go across the three-word review at the beginning. I just want to go past some of these because yeah. uh, Toby says a uh, good away point. Simon, one step closer. Hatter's news. Uh, unbeaten run continues. Uh, John, third place secured. Uh, Justin, hate Sorba Thomas. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always gets an assist against doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? As soon as he went out to take the court, well, I think it wasn't obviously the first corner he'd taken, but... Every time he was on a corner, I'm sitting there going, do you know what? This, they get another three or four corners. They're going to mm. score from this. You watch. Yeah. And then bang, he sets that one. Yeah, yeah no, whatever, he, he can deliver. Yeah. yeah. And Robbie Bell, most underrated, which we've we've already talked Not about. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Mm. So when you look at our uh, stats, um, you know, only 38% possession, but that's normal for us yeah. when we're in away games. Yeah. Um, quite a high expected XG. Um and Town's third-place finish, uh, Mike Simmons has given this information, third-place third finish means it's seven seasons in a row that Hat has improved their league position. Wow. And if you look at it, uh, we was in League 2, 11th, 4th and 2nd, then straight through League 1 because, you know, yeah. don't want to stay there too long. And then 19th, 12th, 6th, 3rd. So if we don't go up this season, the law of averages says we finish first next season. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's that, 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 that League One season, Dave, we were at Portsmouth first game, weren't we? And I think yeah. we, we lost 1-0. One 1-0 nil. One nil to yes. a really... Yeah, and, and, and we, 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 we walked out of there and even Portsmouth fans who are the, the most blinkered yep. on the way back to the car, which was 100 miles so away. Oh, crikey. But even them were saying... That was a really fortunate win for them. And, and we just knew that day that, at the very least, we were going to be competing at a really good level within that division. But I don't, I don't think we expected to, to rip through it. I don't think we'd expected to rip through it. But our start that season was Portsmouth and then Sunderland, I yeah, believe. You yeah, know, got a draw there one yeah. or wouldn't we? Yeah, so it's, it's lovely to see um, how we go. We just want, in unbeaten in 13 games, we just want to make that another three. Yeah. It's not too much to ask, is it? Well, you'd like to think it isn't. <laughs> so we, we asked you on the on the podcast. Um, we asked you on on, on our uh, socials. Which players do you have been the biggest influence in our team over the years since since non league to now? Yeah. If you had to pick out a few players to highlight, who would Batari? You can start with Oof. this one. I mean, you can start with Sonny if you want. But um, who would be a player that really has? I mean, to be f- a biggest influence on the team, really. Uh, well, to be fair, there's there's many players that we can go through. To be fair, I mean, from the conference down to League One, I know you're saying Sunny, but for me, nowhere near. I mean, we've got people like dogs back. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got people like uh, Jesus. Put me off track now a little bit. Um, for example, Collins. I feel like he was vital in the lower divisions. Like, sorry, well, with respect, League One, League Two. Yeah, 
He scored a lot of goals, but he did a lot more than score goals. Mm. Vital. Yeah, um, uh, he worked like an yeah. absolute he was Trojan. Tr- he didn't was, he? yeah. yeah. Took the words right in my mouth there. There we go, Trojan. But he, um, nah, look, there were many players. I think Shinny was another one. Oh, Shinny. I yeah. remember. Andrew Shinny, I think he, especially in League Two when we had him, what a quality player he was, technically. Amazing. He had the vision, didn't he? The, the, that link up down the right with uh, Shinny, Esther, and Stacey. Yeah. And the amount of times he just played it inside the left yeah. fullback. Knowing that Stacey was going to be mm-hmm. making that run already, then cross. Collins knew what was going on, so again, he yeah, was already making making man, run. yeah, J- just sweet, really uh, sweet. And also, just to say, Collins always a legend for coming on with that penalty. Yes. Um, what about when you think about the stalwarts in in midfield and defence? When you look back to our non-league times, and you know, instantly you think of that fantastic volley from. Steve McNulty. Yeah. Um, well, I've got here McNulty and Ronnie Henry. Okay. Um, just rock solid defenders. You know, um, also uh, McNulty could clearly play yeah. football to a good level. But, you know, there was that time um, where it was poisonous in the crowd. And, you know, it took um, John Steele and it took a couple of signings like McNulty like Ronnie Henry the characters yeah they, they were characters and you know the fans got behind them they could deal with the pressure from from the crowd so then they could they could just play their game you know they just took the whole mm-hmm. weight and all the poison away I think there was that confrontation wasn't there with uh, Ronnie Henry someone shouted at him and he said right well you come in and see the club next week and it, it just yes. all the poison went and but then you know I just feel people that helped give Luton their identity. You got uh, McNulty, Ronnie Henry, Hilton. You've got to say oh, as well. Hilton, yeah, of course. You know, and, and Gray he was a bit of an edge, didn't he? Yeah, Andre Gray getting thirty goals in a season as well. I mean, yeah. he, he terrified the the amount of assists that he got as well, just from being so strong. When Andre Gray left, um, I was thinking, how are we going to replace him? But we did. You know, so recruitment's good. So I actually, you talk about players that influence the team, you've got to put one big name up there. Yeah. And that's super Mick Harford. Yeah, yeah. What a job he's done eh, for the club. But like you say, obviously, just saying, obviously, McNulty as well. He, at the time, he was my favourite player as well. Yeah. Playing. Everyone used to go, oh, McNulty, people didn't watch Luton, my mm. mates and that. Well, look, yeah, look, I mean, check out his physique. That's yeah, all, all McNulty. He's very good at football, by the way. Very good. <laughs> but that's again, we talk about un- other opposition fans and teams underestimating players, mm-hmm. as I said earlier. If you look down at McNulty, you see this absolute brick of a player on there, mm. and they go, Well, he's not going to be quick. He's not going to be doing this. And he, he you know, it's a mm-hmm. bit like when you played Dak and Fenwa. Mm. If he wanted the ball, he just bounced you off in mm. and I yeah. felt the same oh, with McNulty yeah. no, that pre- was it pre- no not pre-season it was a league game wasn't it yeah, yeah and he's oh, amazing I mean McNulty got laughed at at the start of every game mm-hmm. and then he would get man of the match yes. and you know yeah. if, if you got to speak yeah. to any of them they'd say he was you know, Christ he was a good player he? oh he was a hell of a player he was a hell player. of a player yeah, yeah. so there is one legend we haven't spoken about so far and if we don't talk about him as one of the most influential players in our team from non-league to now then um, we don't deserve to finish the recording this podcast. And that's Pelly. Pataru, come on. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what a player. Do you know what? I had a weird thought last night, right? In bed. Don't even say anything. I know what you're thinking. This, this could be dark. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. This could be so, X-rated. Yeah. Uh, are we thir- we're currently 13 games unbeaten, right? If we go unbeaten to the final win, that'd be 17 games unbeaten. What number is Pelly Ruddock? 17. Who's going to score the winning goal? Paddy Roddick. 
Well, in the seventeenth minute of injury time, imagine. <laughs> just imagine. Well, seventeenth minute of extra time. Just imagine that happens though. It's, I think it's like it's laid out for him, isn't it? It's going to mm. happen. Well, that's a this quite bizarre. Check now he changed his number. Not <laughs> yeah. to it's a bizarre thing to think about when you it, go it, to it, bed. It is, it is. The thing about Pelly oh, is know. he has just adapted to every level that we've gone up. You know, he, he's just gone with it. He's evolved. You know, do, do you remember when we first got him? He was always getting injured. You know, but yeah. you know that they they got that sorted out. He got stronger and that, and yeah, and he just adjusted his game. There, there's been times where he's been the holding guy. He's been out on the wing at times. You know, he's been the one that's driving uh, forward from midfield. So he's played all the different roles in the team. But you know, from from conference up to championship, and he's not anywhere near out of his depth. He's he's outperforming a lot of people that he's mm-hmm. up against. So he's just gone level after level after level. No, and fair yeah, play no, to him for that. And if we're lucky enough to go up, he'll be the first player ever mm. to take from non-league to Premier League with the same team. Yeah. You know, when I think back to my younger days of sporting, I used to idolise Ricky Hill. You know, Ricky Hill for me was my favourite ever midfielder for Luton at the time. However, you know, you've got to look at Pelly and go, He's up there, isn't he? He's up there with the likes of, of those sort of people. Chitaro. Oh, of course. I mean, like I said, obviously, I never saw Ricky Hill play live, unfortunately. You saw, obviously, fortunate enough to see that. But um, what I would say about Pelly is, I mean, at times he had his moments where he struggled, but then he adapted, like you say, he adapted to the environment. Maybe it was like a system we were playing, I don't know. But the thing that's really, really, like, made me full of, like, a lot of praise for him is, especially in the last couple of seasons in the Championship, he has looked a lot more comfortable than than that League One, League yeah. Two in the Championship. That is ridiculous. Yeah, you can see that he knows that he belongs yeah. at that level yeah, and maybe a bit more. Um, Ricky, Dave, he he done it at a higher level and he was beautiful to watch. He was quite a pioneering sort of man at the time as well. Of course, yeah. Of you course. know, he, 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 there's an awful lot with him going on, but he, he was just... You know, his balance, the way he ran, you know, through midfield, he was sensational. He was undoubtedly one of the best that we've ever had. But yeah, Pelly is just just taken each step with it without any any major problems. It would be great to see him start in the Premier League and then have oh. all the accolade because surely everyone would be on it. It's got to happen, surely, surely. Like I just said a minute ago about the whole little thinking I had last night, it's got to happen, surely. That happens. I'm putting a bet on it, by the way, just to let you all know. Oh, yeah, okay. How much so you quick. Oh. And so ends that dream. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we asked you guys... Um, which players would you say have had the biggest influence on the team over the years? Chris says, Pelly for sure. He's been there at every level and been so committed to the club. But others for me include Sonny and Sheehan, who have been key to the team ethos during the rise. And JJ, as his quality secured the big transfer fee that helped us fund. It's a fair point, isn't it? Yep. Thomas, hard not to say Pelly. He's been with us all the way. Uh, Lewis, number three, Hiltz, number two, Potts. Number one, Pelly. You see what we've got to go here. Legend. It's a total legend. You can't say anything more about him than that. I think he does a lot. I think the, the whole situation with Pelly as well is not just the fact that he's, you know, been here for so long or whatever. I think obviously that's a contribution, but it's the fact that he is such a character as well. And yeah. every single manager, every single coach that has been at Luton in the last however many years that he's been here, 10 years, has always said that he gets the boys going in the dressing room, he puts the music, he, he plays the pranks, he does everything. And that's, yeah. You need a guy like that. And it's every day in training as yeah. well. You know, he said... Morale is he, up. He's the one that drives the, the mm-hmm. whole sort of tempo and, you know, the yeah. atmosphere. Luke says, I firmly believe Danny Hilton was, what, uh, was 
our most important signing of the last 10 years. Yeah, he's, he's been also incredible as well, hasn't he? Um, Luke asked us to point out any spelling mistakes from Jacob, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago? Go on then. And it, well, it, Hilton was out most important, so... Yeah, that's why I didn't say the word out. <laughs> well, that's right, but Luke asked us to, you know, pull Jacob up on that, so sorry yeah, about that, Poor mate. boy. Uh, Luke no longer works for the podcast, so... We should be nice to Jacob. Um, I, I miss Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Ed says, uh, got to be Pelly. Collins in with a big shout for League One and keeping yeah. us up. Um, it's, it's all fair, isn't it? Where do we go from here? What are we expecting over these next couple of games? <sighs> Crikey. Victory, victory, victory. Well, yeah, I, th- I think let's deal with the whole game quickly. You know, that might be, you know, a little bit of a slower paced game. Again, I think there may be um, a keen activity not to get um, injuries. So, you know, that might be a little bit of a, you know, procession, that one. But it does depend who we play, because I think that will determine how we how we play, you know, who the opposition is and that. But I do really think that over two legs, I do think we've got the number on all of them. So 11, over two legs. 11 days time. We get to play the first playoff game at 5.30. Um, let's hope it's not too far to go. And then on Tuesday the 16th, we're at home. Um, I've already got my ticket. I hope you guys have too. Oh, I didn't realise they're out. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've oh, got to do some calling uh, tomorrow for one other ticket. But yeah, I've got mine. And don't forget, it's going to be a full house at home. The home supporters are going to want us to finish the season the, the, on a real high note. Yeah, this. I mean, um, <coughs> Robbie Edwards, has, he said that you know, the day against Watford, the atmosphere was absolutely intense. The home playoff leg will be like that as well. Provided we're still in the game or we're not five or six up, then it will be a little bit lower. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So before we finish tonight, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, one of them, uh, Steve, you, you raised earlier with, or you raised with me earlier, uh, and it was the Sunday FA Cup. Yeah, no, I just want to say fair play to St. Joe's, to be honest with you. I mean, amazing sort of result. You know, the the amount of sort of teams in, in the competition. I mean, I, I saw the, the goals on Twitter and, you know, they can play football. Mm. So absolutely fair play at St. Joe's and well done on, on the uh, the cup victory, lads. So well done. Don't they have a certain Adam Watkins playing from as well? Yeah. St. Joe's, yeah. Yeah. I know one of the boys that plays from, he used to play from, uh, with me for years as well. Really good player. Yeah. But no, two good, two good goals that I saw on Twitter. So well done to them. So, also, friend of the podcast, Mark Growler, is still on his uh, mighty bike ride uh, around the grounds, every single ground in the country, basically. And we wish him well. We don't have time to get him on this evening. Um, but, but Tara, I, I, you did ride up here on your bike tonight. Uh, how's the training going? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's been about a week, but it's, uh, it's getting closer. But no, look, I'm, I'm, comf- I'm comfortable. So, it's more the fact, can my legs cope? I mean, look at them, Steve, Pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, they're well, good. They're good. Imagine, you know, I would get them out on the table. But, yeah. Imagine what the muscles would be like if you weren't dependent on the stabilisers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Bataro's joining Mark and a couple of others from a uh, trip from Cambridge all the way to Luton for the last game of the season. Mark's raising a lot of money. Uh, he could do with some more. If you haven't sponsored him already, please look him up. Please let him have some money. Uh, some great causes, uh, which include cancer, um, and mind and Keach, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, so give him give back, back him up if you can. If you haven't already, just you know, even a couple of quid would be nice for Mark. And 
I'm going to enjoy following the you lot riding because I'm just in a support car. That's the fair easiest play. Fair Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah, Can I take this opportunity as well to wish Josh McCoy all the best? Um, it sort of come out in the socials yeah, a few days ago that he's um, suffering from cancer. I'm led to believe that it's been found earlier, but obviously the whole Luton Town family and definitely everyone here at the podcast is you know 100% behind Josh and wish him all the best yeah. and hope it all goes well. I think that's all we've got time for today. Can you keep your eyes also on the social media from, from Jacob as well? Because uh, we're unsure when we're recording the next podcast because of uh, events that we have to attend. Um, but I'll chat with you boys afterwards. So keep Lovely. an eye on that. We'll let you know. But we, we're not going to miss them. And obviously leading up to playoffs, we're going to try and do some playoff specials as well. And if, if by chance we get to Wembley Stadium, then we're definitely going to do a Wembley special. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep your eyes open for when we're coming back and leave your comments if you've enjoyed the podcast. And to everybody I've met recently when I've been out, really good. And I did actually say to someone last night, I'll give them a shout, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, Neil Parsons, thanks for sitting right behind me after drinking in the pub with me. So all good. Uh, We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Good night. Thank you. Calm down.